Well, we survived the recent eclipse and some pretty intense energy shifts. And now we're slogging through massive awakenings, changes, and the remnants of an eclipse that was quite a source of transformation. It's to be expected that we're all a little wired and frazzled now. We're coming out of a very tough three years. Have you ever wanted a do-over in your life to turn back time and have another chance at things? I have, even though I know that going back to the past wouldn't solve anything unless I could take what I've learned with me. That's not possible. But there is a way to turn the past into something new and different and to know when it's time for renewal. It doesn't involve returning to the past, but it does involve a sort of time travel and timelines and transformation. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast. And I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates, energizes, and inspires you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. When I was young, my mother listened to old country songs, and one of the songs had the chorus line, If I knew then what I know now. I remember when I would listen to that song, and she played it hundreds of times, that it was rather silly because you couldn't go back to the past with the knowledge from the present. But it was an interesting thought, and when I got older, I remembered that phrase, and more than once, I wished that I could go back in time and tell my past self what I'd learned so she could avoid making certain choices. What are some of the things that we secretly hope and dream of if we could just turn back time? How often have you said that to yourself? The relationship we would leave or would work harder to keep. Maybe there's one we would never have allowed to begin. The words we would say or that we keep to ourselves. The choices that we would make or avoid. What would we do if we could turn back time, go back to the past, do over portions of our life, and especially not make certain choices or make sure that we made others? But while we think about these things, and sometimes we think about them often, we also know that they're just pipe dreams. There's no way to turn back time to undo what's been done, or to redo a choice or an action. The past is a fixed moment in time. We cannot undo the past or go back to it. And the only reason we'd want to is because we think that somehow we could undo the lessons and experiences of the past and have a much different present. Just imagine if we had not said yes, or we'd said no made a different choice, or 
realized how important the choice we were making was at the time, which we thought was just inconsequential, and was actually one of the most important choices of our life. If there is anything that is immovable, unchangeable, and set in stone in our lives, it's the past. There is nothing we can do to change what once happened, but there is something we can do to change the effect the past has on our life in the present. We cannot time travel to fix the past, but we can use our timelines to shift what is happening today and to create transformation. The secret to time travel, to turning back time, to knowing something new is in understanding timelines. Timelines are the linear expression of an energetic imprint. A timeline is the outcome of an energetic event that sets us on a specific path and that path and its energy determines the frequency, vibration, and flow of our life's energy and all of its connections. The timeline then continues on autopilot, sometimes like a runaway train or an avalanche that wipes out everything in its path until we've decided that we've had enough of that and we want something different. Then the timeline starts losing energy until it comes to a full stop. It has run out of energy road. And now we have two choices. To restart that timeline with a rebirth, renaissance is one word people like to use, or to create a new timeline. We can always restart an old timeline by going back to it, but it doesn't feel the same. Everything's off balance and different and we feel stuck and out of place. It's like going back to your high school reunion and remembering all the old battles and rivalries and realizing how much you didn't like those people then and they're still not very nice to you. You try to talk to them and revive the past, but there's no energetic connection because that timeline is ended and there's no bringing it back. The other choice is to create a new timeline, and it's also built on the past, but in a different way. A new timeline gives us a fresh start, but it's not a rebirth because we're different. A new timeline begins where the old timeline ended. It doesn't start from the beginning. And this is where we can use the past as a stepping stone to raise our vibes and make the different choices that we wish we'd made in the past. Now, the past is still there. It doesn't go away. But rather than being a source of regret, it's a source of renewal. Rather than judging ourselves for our choices and decisions in the past, we celebrate the clarity and insight that we have because of the past. And because we're not judging and criticizing ourselves about the past, we can consider how we can apply this learning and awareness to the present. Here's where the time travel part comes in. With the benefit of time travel, we can go back to the past as an observer to see exactly where those fatal moments occurred and the circumstances surrounding them. We can look at the people and situations involved and realize when we made critical choices and how that happened. Then we can file away that information for use when we connect with a similar situation in the present. Do you remember me telling you many times the past just doesn't disappear? 
that it remains with us. Its energy created the timeline we're on, and we have to decide to heal that timeline, which involves completion and closure and a whole new level of wholeness and congruence to do that. And that's the problem. We hang on to old timelines because we want what we call closure. We want redemption, validation, acknowledgement, apologies, and maybe even a do-over. Can we get a second chance? We want to be vindicated and exonerated. We want to undo our pain, suffering, heartbreak, and anguish. We want to know why and how this could have happened. We want someone to acknowledge what we went through before we allow that timeline to close. So we try to undo the past, repeat the timeline's elements, get a different outcome, and satisfy our longing for closure, meaning we want to have a happy ending. Be honest here. How many times have you done this and for how long? I'm raising my hand here because I've done it and I've done it for a long time, more than a year, so let's just say more than 10 years, and even longer than that. This kind of closure expectation can last for decades or longer. It can last a lifetime. It can cross generations. How many of you have multi-generational families like I do, and there's a grudge held by a certain part of the family against another part of the family And it's been going on so long that nobody alive actually even remembers what that original grudge was about. Eventually, we have to come to the realization that we aren't going to get what we want. And the people and situations that caused us pain have long moved on. And meanwhile, here we are holding open the past for them to rejoin us or a do-over where they do things differently and we can feel vindicated. The problem is we stand there holding that portal to the past open all by ourselves because they're never going to join us there. Or if they do, it will be one of those weird reconnections with someone from the past and you realize, oh dear, that ship sailed a long time ago and it's definitely not coming back. The whole vindication for the past is just simply not going to happen. Here's an example, and this has to do with families and relationships, and I'm just using this as an example because it's, it's such a great way of showing how this works. I had this person as a friend, and she was engaged to a young man, and they were very much in love. They wanted to get married. I was going to be the maid of honor, and one day she comes to me, and she's in tears, and she said, we can't get married. And I'm like, what? And she said, well, because my fiance's parents, brother's wife had a problem with his family and now they're feuding and they don't want us to get married. And if I marry him, they won't come to the wedding. And and it was this massive mess and it had, had nothing to do with them as a couple. So we talked about it and they decided they would try and work it out with the family and see what happened. Nobody in the family was willing to make a change. So 
I said, you know, you have one other option. And they said, what's that? And I said, well, you just ignore everybody and go elope. I'm sorry you won't have a big wedding. Maybe you can wear your dress and have a nice party. But you know, it depends on what you want to do. If you really want to get married, you're probably going to have to do it by yourself. Now, the, we're not talking about children here. They weren't like 16 or 17 or 18. They were well into their 20s. Both of them worked. They had their jobs. They actually lived together. And they ended up eloping. And of course, which enraged the family even more because the one side of the family wanted the other side of the family to apologize before they would talk. And it was a big mess. And finally, the young couple wrote a letter to all their family members and said, we are married. We are divorcing you. And if you don't want to behave yourselves, then you will not speak to us or connect with us. We're just not going to be part of this situation. So everybody had to decide what they were going to do. Were they going to continue this feud, which nobody really remembered the details of, and it didn't involve this generation. It had happened several generations before, and they simply just, they didn't want to do it. But it was a little bit like, remember the story of Romeo and Juliet, where they're from two families that are actually fighting each other, and they end up falling in love, and of course, they end up both dying. Well, that didn't happen in this case. But what did happen is some of the family members came over. Other family members were even more incensed and more outraged and carried the grudge even farther. This can happen in any kind of situation. And as I said, an incident and the more traumatic, the greater the strength of the energy creates a timeline. So imagine a timeline being catapulted out of an incident. So somebody breaks your heart and you think, oh, well, I'm never going to allow that to happen again. I'm never going to fall in love again. Or somebody tells you when you're young that you're ugly or you're fat or something and, and you create that timeline of I'm ugly, I'm fat, I'm not deserving or you know, nobody thinks I'm attractive and that becomes your timeline. Or there's a feud and it's a matter of honor and you carry that timeline and then you just pass it on to the next generation. Like this is our family life, this is our timeline and you have to respect this timeline. And it works until it doesn't, until one day something inside of you says, I want something different. This isn't working for me. And eventually, we have to come to the realization that the timeline shift and time travel and the path to joy all depend on one important element, transformation. Are we willing to transform? Or are we going to stew in the past because we regret certain decisions. As required by our transformation, are we willing to release the energetic and emotional baggage of the past so it can be alchemized into something functional, beautiful, and uplifting? Sure, you might say, that's a no-brainer, but it isn't. Transformation means to change form. We often say transformation when we mean change, and they're not the same thing. Transformation is a total makeover, while change may be changing your eyeshadow, or putting on a necklace, or changing your earrings. Change is a, a different perspective on the same issue. Transformation completely changes your perspective about everything, and including that issue. For example, if you are in the bad, the bad side of a relationship that's ending, making a change may mean not calling somebody 10 times a day. Whereas transformation would mean deleting their phone number and 
never speaking to them again. I remember when my youngest son broke up with a girl and it had been such a difficult relationship and I had been after him for months just to break it off with this girl because she was trouble. And he wouldn't and he kept on getting in trouble and he kept on having problems with her until one day he came to me and he said, Mom, I'm done. I said, really? He says, yes. And I deleted her phone number. I guess that's a modern day thing. If you delete your phone number, you kind of erase that person from your life. I tried not to laugh, but he truly was done. And that was the transformation. He wasn't taking any more of her calls. He deleted her phone number from his phone and he was never going to speak to her again, which he actually didn't. Transformation requires an energetic shift into a new frequency and vibration. That's how it creates a new timeline. And within this new frequency and vibration, we are no longer returning to the past in the hope that something will change. We're not limiting our lives in the present because of something that happened in the past. And we're not waiting for an acknowledgement of our suffering to move on from a situation that's a source of constant trauma and pain. As Cher sang, If I could turn back time, if I could find a way, I would take back the words that have hurt you and you would stay. I remember when that song was released and I was going through a challenge with someone I loved deeply and I'd made some choices that had to be made at the time, but that had also placed our relationship in jeopardy and to be honest, in limbo. How often did I think about turning back time to undo those choices? How many times did I replay our final conversation over and over again, wondering what I could have done differently? In the end, I had to walk away because I wasn't going to be able to move on with my life until I did, although he had moved on in a sense. But I was stuck in that place, holding that door to the past open, hoping that I could turn back time, that somehow I could get back the magic of the relationship that we had, which I finally had to acknowledge that it wasn't going to happen. Quite a few years later, like a decade or so later, when I connected with him again at a chance meeting, I looked at him and realized, oh, now I understand why we broke up. It wasn't the same. You know, I talked earlier about how if you can have a chance to go back to that timeline, to go back to that past, you want to go back to it because you want to recapture that energy. But it isn't the same. And he wasn't the same. And he, he didn't look the same. And his energy wasn't the same. And I didn't feel the same way about him, which surprised me because I thought I would. And I didn't. And then I could let it go. As painful as the past may be, it is a fixed moment in your life and it has a fixed energetic imprint because so is the energy. The energy in this fixed, the timeline is fixed and the timeline it creates will continue to hold that energy and to move along that particular energetic pathway until you decide you're no longer happy there, you want something different, and you're willing to allow transformation to happen so a new timeline can be created. If you have the courage to allow transformation to occur and to allow a timeline to end, even though you're not getting the validation you want, 
then you'll be rewarded with a more joyful timeline and all the things that go with it. So the people, the situations, all the blessings that go with that timeline. A chance to use the past as a tool for empowerment and to allow the energy of transformation to raise your vibe, shift your frequency, and move you into a new paradigm for your life. And that's the formula for timeline shifting. Are you ready? And do you have the courage to proceed? It's up to you. Just remember, you can't change the past, but you can change the timeline it's created in your life to allow for more joy, more freedom, and more peace of mind and peace of heart. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.